New Pod World Order. Always been on Geek Podcast. Woo! And if you're listening to this podcast, you have made a good life choice. You know what quality entertainment is, and you know how to support the individual artists that are bringing it to you. So keep up the good work. I'm out. TSDJA Productions presents in association with JJ2E Media. The Camping Trip Two troop leaders take three boys from their scout pack into an old abandoned summer camp for a fun weekend in the wilderness. Listen and take a terrifying trip into the past with these boys as they learn about the dark history of the mountainside campground an old warehouse that conceals a bloody secret, and the demonic truth about a small Missouri town in these three horrific campfire tales. With a gripping, revenge-fueled ending decades in the making, you won't want to miss The Camping Trip. Written, edited, directed, and performed by at the Scooby Doom and at Fitzman73 comes the first full-length original audio drama from JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions. Go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy The Camping Trip. Available now. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from AMC's Comic Book Man, and you're listening to Always Bet on Geek. Wait a minute, didn't Wesley Snipes say that? Didn't Wesley Snipes go to prison? Didn't Wesley Snipes go to prison for tax evasion? What a scumbag. Don't bet on black, folks. Bet on geek. Ready to form Voltron! What's up, everybody? This is Marshall, Squishy Now Sync on Twitter, aka The Graveyard Shade, aka Nobody Cares, sitting in the Hall of Geekdom, surrounded by all this shit that's taking a lot of money and a lot of time to collect, and yeah. And across to my left, across what is it, the o- o- Redneck Oasis that is Mississippi. This is your friendly. Neighborhood co-host Pat, aka the guy who just watched the other co-host take his nickname like it actually belonged to him. But you know, but hey, I did it just like you. I, I made my own nickname up. So, <laughs> is it making it up? You just take somebody else's man. Sure, why not? And I guess I'm a, I'm across the redneck oasis or whatever. <laughs> I'm still down here in Jack Town. Mississippi, and we are using the powers of technology to connect 
to Always Metal Geek Podcast. Back again. I took a week off because... Because he's a diva, y'all. Hashtag diva, yes. Tell tell him what you said last night whenever I said, let's record an extra podcast. This is a good way to bring in our guest. Because I told Marsh, no, man, no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna save it up. I don't have the energy to podcast two days in a row. Because <laughs> I wanted to save up you know, the, <laughs> the energy, the improvness of being able to bring in our guest host, our boy, one of my very best friends, Ryan from across the real redneck desert over in Texas. What's up, Ryan? What's up, geekdoms? This is Ryan, aka Mystic Mojo. Mystic Mojo. AKA no other nicknames. <laughs> my my <laughs> See, he already He already came pre prepared with his own nickname. If if that is the show he's ready for all this metal geek. <laughs> I know what that is, man. It's good, but to be honest, I can't take full credit for being ready. I, I got to give profit out to my girlfriend, who's always got my back, making sure I'm the better man. But that's it. Now let's go back to being no, dumb. No, see, no, see, that's <laughs> true because I've known Ryan since we were both 18 in our first year of college, and we are now far away from 18. And yeah, that, that, that's good enough. Yeah, and I'll, just myself, oh, man. I'll have time. You know, Ryan won't be ready. I can, like, be lazy, you know, do my, my reading, you know. <laughs> yeah, do the pat thing. And then, like, Ryan's, like, like at, at around 9, hey, man, you ready? I'm, man, I'm ready, man. I'm set up. Text, 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 text. I'm like, holy fuck. Awesome. Ryan's on the ball, <laughs> man. <laughs> maybe, well, that's nice. Maybe we need to get, maybe you need to get him on more often so we can actually be on a timetable, Pat. <laughs> no, no, no. I think... I think the I think the secret is we need his girlfriend to get us yeah. on the ball because apparently no. she can work wonders. <laughs> okay. No, no, because not only did she get me up, but she was also kind enough to go and get me coffee. Oh wow! So we could sit coffee. Yeah. So I mean, maybe one day you know you work really hard and you grovel to the gods. <laughs> and they too will send you. <laughs> Although in Marshall's case. He already has Stephanie. So really, I'm talking to my boy, Pat. Yeah, but the key word, hey, Pat, the key word that Ryan said that I know is grovel. (laughs) You have to to be willing. You have to be willing for that shit. Swallow your pride, get on your knees, and beg if you have to. Sorry. The only way. I'm just amazed. I'm just amazed because the two guys who I would consider... Bigger players than me are happily either married or in a long-term monogamous relationship, and I'm out here going like, "Woo! I have such a random friend!" <laughs> I'm like, "That's like what? What? What bizarre turn of life <laughs> has happened?" No, it's okay right. because we can live through you. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, Marshall. It's because we're motivated enough to know what the goal is and see the prize, and we did whatever it took to get it, and we landed it. Yeah, pride. No, no, that... pride will get in your way, Pat. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, actually, that's true because both of y'all, I'm impressed. Like when y'all see 
something or someone that y'all want, man, y'all become like these like efficiently driven machines, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all go for it, and then it's like, wow, these are not the guys I hang out with, the guys I hang out with, like, fuck a shitload of weed, and they're like, role play, like, that's it, and I'm like, Damn. there's a time to play, and there's a time to work, right, so, so are you just uh, are you telling on yourself? Or are you just saying that you're not a hard worker? Is that what that is? <laughs> wow, wow. Hey, Pat, you knew it was going to be rough when you got both of us on at the same time. Yeah, because I'm trying to cut it off at the pass. I was like, oh god, Ryan's going to be on. We're we're fixing. Oh, poor Marshall, poor Marshall. Oh god. <laughs> be rough on Marshall, not rough on Pat. I thought I had backup this time, but apparently no. No, no you're gonna have to get. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do Jamie or Tess for that. But I bet you we still turn. <laughs> you'll probably still get turned around on Pat. What the fuck, man? Like well, Jamie or Tess? Riot is my oldest, <laughs> oldest friend. Before I knew Jamie or girl Pat, I knew Riot. So, so if you can flip Riot. It's fucking over. It's fucking over. Well, you know, I I did live with y'all for lots of years. It's not like I don't know Ryan or anything. Yeah, yeah. So we have seen some shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I've been told I I should make some memoirs. No, like I've always told Marshall, write down your shit, man. Because if we all got together and just Mm -hmm. wrote down the stuff that we have gone through, a we would probably have to change the name. Yep. <laughs> and B, it would probably sit still. But, like, so, actually, Ryan, I'm thinking, like, how long did we actually have the apartment before we moved in Marshall? Was it a year or two years? Was it... It wasn't, uh, it wasn't two years. Yeah, it was pretty soon. Uh, I would say about it was about a year. That sounds about right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think the last, like, ep- last episode we were talking about Whenever y'all first met me, it was like a month before I ever spoke because I was that crazy dude in a cloak in the in the corner. Oh yeah, but you had your character down. No, I did. No, No. I know how to role play. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. My first, my very first game, I come into the and it wasn't even a real game. It was like that in character IC night thing. Oh yeah, and Wednesday night. uh, um, We have a super badass Malkavian, and we have a Tremere flying around throwing fireballs. And then uh, I wanted to say another, like a gangrel, clawing at this dude. And it's like the claws are not doing anything. The fireballs are like just dissipating off of him. What the fuck do you think I'm going to do? You're lucky that I talked after a month. And and in the game, game, even if you twitch, they can test to see you. So I'm not even going to move. I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to swivel my eyes, my head. I'm going to sit there and watch, get my XP, go home and then hope I make it till next week. And, <laughs> and, and, and right, I told Marsh that would have been cool, but after the game was over, this motherfucker still wasn't saying anything. He didn't say anything until somebody pulled out the weed, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh hey, hey! I just happened to have a, I just happened to have well, a, a pocket full of weed too. Let's share." It's it's because he was a stranger in a strange land, and he didn't know the customs, so he wasn't about to break any protocol until he knew whether or not these natives were cool. Okay. That, 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 no, that's true. Oh, but I did I did tell Marshall that that scene he described is when and my ex at the time teamed up on me and you and took me the fuck out 
Oh my god, that was so bad. That's right, because you were playing one of the first werewolves in the game. No, no, and no, they no. Knew- uh, it was after oh, that. No, this was, yeah, I was a, I was the Tremere as the Medeas, and were you your set type then, or were you? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. You were voodoo. Yeah. You were voodoo shaman then. Uh, were you, I was were either you voodoo, voodoo shaman. shaman. No, voodoo you know shaman came was. came later. I was I was the guy who wore the buckle, who had the ethnicity. <laughs> You're right. You're yep. Right. <laughs> yep. That was him. We can't, we can't actually say his nope. name. It was a podcast. <laughs> It it was it was well, an I mean, insensitive. You thing. you can you can say let, okay I'll go on and say this. You don't have to censor yourself because I am a good editor and nothing bad <laughs> nothing bad will come over this podcast. It's fine, right, but there's no reason to say no. It that's that's that, that's fine. I'm just <laughs> I'm just fair saying. Enough, I do appreciate your heads up. <laughs> yeah, like because the the because we've said his name a couple times and I'm gonna edit that out of, <laughs> that every time too, fair so enough. it's not a big deal. All right. Is it is yeah, it bad uh, that I'm uh, that I'm uh, considering the names on the same level as? Uh, no, because <laughs> if you've ever met. No, I have. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's all good. Oh man, no, that because I think that was that was. <laughs> Ryan has. Oh man, I'll even know. Okay. We'll we'll decide in the edit because before these go up, Marshall always sends me a copy of the show, and then I go, yeah, go with it, take that out. So I guess we'll decide, but because like other role, like like as a role player, I've I've never played like a female character, but I know there are other male characters that have played female characters in character. So like. Is it the same way if if you play another racing character? No. Um. No, it's not because generally men in our minds basically act and think the same. If you're playing a man, especially if you're a guy, so the race spoken is spoken really like amazing. a true white man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> there, I knew it would flip over. I knew it was just a matter of we got to get Pat out of the way. <laughs> Pat Marshall on Ryan. And then we'll it's okay. Pat Ryan on Marshall. No, it's, okay. yeah, it's, no, it's my yeah. turn. Let's get the cycle going, man. Let's spin it around. No, this is going rapid like. All right, all right. We got Pat. Let's fight Ryan. All right. Now let's fight Marshall. And now let Pat and Ryan team up with Marshall. Now let Marshall and Pat team up with Ryan. And let Marshall and Ryan team up with Pat. That's, just, that's like, just how guys are. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, you were asking about if playing uh, a were, different were you playing sex. A, were you playing a black man or something? I was. Were you doing it a, I, poorly? Were you doing like no? Were I was you black, do, no. Black I was exploitation doing it poorly, but I was I was doing it an epitome of a strong big black man that doesn't take bull <laughs> from anybody. <laughs> right. And like, I and I am I am very little of those things, except I have no patience for idiots. But other than that, I'm not. No, well, how are we no, still cause... friends then if you don't have patience for idiots? Because oh. I do have pity for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. No, because, like, like, Ryan, like, his character in Marvel, he's role playing a black guy, but yeah. I was impressed because 
I didn't have a lot of hope after the character and the mark. I was like, oh, man, well, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. So I'm like, oh, okay, like, no. He's learned, he's learned you straight in layers. All right, cool. <laughs> now, we, now we got it. Well, I feel like with my LARP character, it was my first time trying that role, so I figured I would just put on the most outrageous costume I could just to get that out of my system. And then when I got to Marvel, because it's a more subtle, fine game, I decided to go ahead and actually try it for real and give him, you know, some depth. Have you seen Tropic Thunder? Right. Yes, that movie's right. awesome. Right. So were you right. were you Robert Downey Jr. in it? Because that, as much as I love it, is absolutely 100% racist as fuck. <laughs> but see, uh, but see, like, but see, though, no, like, cause, like, me and my sister and my cousin all love that movie, and we've all and we've all discussed the fact that we are amazed Robert Downey pulled off that role without being racist. Like, the way he oh come on man acted, <laughs> no no the way he the way he acted that role that well that's he had dignity story. right. He, he acted like a cartoon, but he, but he had self-respect and dignity. He was a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> another yep. dude right, but like in the hands of an uh, actor that is of his caliber, it would have destroyed a career, <laughs> right? So, oh yeah, oh, because yeah. it would have been seen as offensive, and because they he right. they wouldn't have been able to put the the honor into it. Have, have it you right. like, have you seen Soul like, Man? No. I was just about to bring up Soul Man. The perfect example of that is Soul Man, a movie made in the eighties with another white guy playing a black guy, but it's horribly racist. <laughs> horribly racist. And what makes it even more racist is the fact that they're trying to tell an uplifting story. <laughs> and, oh man. And like they're so blinded by white privilege, they don't even know they're being racist, which makes it even more racist. So, you can... <laughs> it just starts <laughs> compounding. It's racial right. to the exponential. Right, it's an exponential cascade of like, wow, they don't have, they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Oh, it's, it's pretty funny. Okay, so... <laughs> no, it's... I mean, they don't go subtle. Well, subtle. I, mean, I mean, they put him in blackface, not brownface. I mean, he oh, is. Oh man, it's <laughs> bad. Right. It's bad. It was a different time then. The eighties was a little different. They gave him. They gave him a Jerry curl wig <laughs> Look up so many. <laughs> okay, Pat. So I have to do that. No, no, no. What what made it racist was the blackface. And <laughs> because and Wait, Marshall's blackface or Soul Man's blackface? No, because I my, Marshall's blackface is really tasteful. Yeah, my my real face is my blackface for the most part. <laughs> I, I have a little soul. I, I've been given the the race card by several several sources, but uh, <laughs> just like I had to learn real early on, being a dumbass, just because you have a race card quote from one dude you can't say things <laughs> you just can't say things you it's st- not redeemable everywhere you, that's right you don't yeah you will get your ass beat <laughs> oh yes i've taken a few of them for saying stupid ass shit i'm like but so-and-so said that i was cool he's like who the fuck is that <laughs> i was like oh oh my bad okay 
and to put it and to put it in geek terms, all black people are not the board. <laughs> we are not a high. Some people think that that, that uh, black people are the uh, Borg is because there's so few relevant black people that we celebrate in history, whether it's celebrities or you know in modern culture or whatnot, that it seems like you can just count them on one or two hands. So I guess the rest of the world just assumes, well, you guys can remember four or five people, right? So you must know everybody. But it's it's the same trap that history has put people of color and women because maybe a woman who you know i don't i don't think it's exclusive to either them i mean people do that with everything oh you're from ohio do you know george so-and-so uh yeah Yeah. he's my (laughs) next door neighbor man you live it you live in japan you must know miko masako what yeah i fucking know her i fucked her last week i mean what i mean right right and like that's that's my principle when I meet people like black people, women, white people, they're not the board. And just because you're cool with somebody of that type or gender or whatever, does not mean you, you will be cool with everyone. Cause yeah, like, but common sense isn't that common, man. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking shit. <laughs> oh man. Well, like we have all right, so two our listeners, it should be obvious by now, we have no topic. It's just three old geek friends hanging out and making a podcast for you. So I really hope you enjoy the ride. You you also might recognize his voice from the commercials that I put in. That's right. That's right. Have you heard? I haven't heard that. I need to go ahead and listen to that. Uh, Here, but, let me... Uh, uh, I've been looking forward to that. Let me pull it up real quick. Y'all keep, y'all, like, y'all keep talking. It's just a little snippet out of the phone call that you, when you called one time, right, and right. we were recording, it's just a little snippet out of that conversation. That was actually fun, but it did completely catch me off guard, and I remember thinking, all right, get, uh, Ryan, what? Uh... you got to sound classy. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, you don't know what they're going to do with this. I was impressed with that, because I was like, you just caught Ryan completely off guard, but, but see, folks who don't know is, when me and Ryan became friends, he... He was an aspiring actor, and he was also an actor who who had, who had acted before. So I knew he had the improv in him. So I was just like, no, I know, Ryan. He can dig deep. <laughs> he can bring it out. And That's true. And I appreciate the compliment uh, and faith in me. Uh, but it makes me think an interesting thing. Another thing humans tend to do is that uh, – if somebody has a skill, we assume that they are willing to use that skill at every opportunity. At any time. Hey, you make cupcakes? I bet you don't mind making hundreds of cupcakes for me. Man, you don't have to tell me shit, man. Like, oh, you're a photographer? Come shoot my wedding, my man. Guys, I don't actually like to shoot weddings, but I'm your best friend. Uh, I guess I'll shoot. Shoot your wedding. So, yeah, man, trust me. If you're good with a camera, if you're good with computers, or if you cook or anything, people are like, hey, hey, what's up, man? Hey. Hey, man. Hey. That's not fair, man. I mean, we didn't have no money, man. We couldn't afford no wedding uh, photographer. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so how is that better? So, 
was like, all right, all right. I know Pat's a photographer. You know, he's good. Now, <laughs> I know he doesn't actually like to shoot the Venice, but I'm his boy, so I know he'll do it for me. No, it wasn't like that. It was, I know Pat doesn't like to do weddings. He said no animals, children, or weddings is what he prefers, which cuts out half of the jobs in the world for him but that's not what i was gonna say uh so i went and i went and i we did we called five or six maybe seven maybe four i exaggerate probably four uh different photographers we were like holy shit pat (laughs) this is way too much we'll pay you just not that much just not fucking that much oh my god give us the the you're my boy discount so for folks who don't know, a basic wedding payment for a wedding photographer is about twelve hundred base. Like most photographers, oh, well, we were going to give you a thousand. Most shoot, yeah. Wow. But, but you, you're not going to get that much for me. Just know that. Ahead. <laughs> well, see, the only reason I even asked in the first place is because he's done some of our other friends' weddings too. So it was like. So once but, once man, you've unraveled that thread, you just gotta pull it. Yeah, man. Then you're saying that this friend is more important than this friend, right. and you just so yeah, Pat, you pull. Pat, you just should have said no from the beginning. <laughs> lost all your friends, and then you'd never have to do it. <laughs> but but to be fair, to go back on this topic of payment that Mars said, on the record, they did not pay me a thousand dollars. How much? I mean, I had nothing to do with the money, but she had told me that. How much did we pay you? Um, y'all paid me the same amount that I charged Karen, our other friend, which was five hundred. Oh, okay, okay. That's now, fair. But we were gonna, now, we were gonna give now, you a thousand. We, now, you technically saved a lot of money on that. <laughs> oh yeah. Here's, here's the here's the thing. Every photographer that just heard me say that number. Oh yeah. Just had. A stroke. <laughs> They're like, dude. Are you kidding? And I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, to my fellow photographers, these are my closest friends, and they came short of begging me, going, please, if you don't do this, we're not going to have any photos. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I well, that's because we've like learned that. the art of groveling, thus why we are getting married in the first place. But I would like to give truth special. I would like to give a special shout out to my other best friend, Jamie, who looked me in the eye and said, you know what? I know you hate to shoot weddings, so I want you to have fun at my wedding, so I'm going to hire somebody else. I love you, Jamie. Wow. (laughs) You're my friend. (laughs) Way to go, Pat. Way to plug the high bar that every friend following this has to reach and and And, and meet. In all fairness, if we could have afforded the photographer, we would have went with him. But... No, guys, guys, trust me. It is not cheap to hire a photographer for a wedding. It I was going to say, you know what? I'll be the groom and the fucking photographer. I do. <laughs> Wait, right there. Run over there. Set the timer. Then go back. Selfie time. Yeah. Uh, I'll, whatever. I'm saying, what? It's that much? Fuck that. We'll give the grandmother a camera. Or we'll do like that one uh, wedding I was at. Buy tons of disposable cameras, give them to everybody, and just be like, take our wedding pictures. As long as the bride doesn't hear our plans, it's totally off. <laughs> well, she'll figure but, it out when all the disposable cameras start getting unpacked and stuff. Right. But here's the deal with that. 
you give everybody a disposable camera, by the time you pay for the processing and the prints, you're looking at close to, depending on how many people you have at your wedding, triple digits in money that you're about to shell out to get all those roles done, depending on the size of your wedding party Tri- and your guest list. Triple digits is better than four digits, though. <laughs> this is true. I mean, we could have afforded triple digits. We wouldn't really able to afford the four digits. Man, there's a lot of names I'm going to be taking out of this podcast. I don't think cares because... Okay. Uh, but I know she does have a real job, so she may not want to <laughs> so, so don't want to well, get this, fired. This isn't necessarily the best uh, podcast to be associated with, necessarily. <laughs> that's true. This That's true. <laughs> okay, so last podcast, we discussed role playing Ryan. So, but here's what I wonder. What is your secret origin of geekdom? What got you into uh yeah. But the geek it, life? this is right. So, I was always a geek as a kid without a doubt. Um, but I didn't really have much of an outlet or really much of an understanding of what interesting things there were to be geeky with. Like I knew there were comics, but I didn't really have the you know the spare money or the you know situation to say hey go buy me buy me comics um because i would have to experiment and learn about it because i didn't really know anything except whatever was on the cartoons so uh yeah cartoons is how i pretty much started on my geek stuff too um and so ultimately i didn't really get into anything geeky until i want to say it was high school probably freshman or sophomore year of high school and what I ended up doing was sitting next to somebody in math class. And uh, I won't say his name just because I'm not sure if he wants me to mention his name on this podcast. <laughs> but point being is that he was sitting next to me, became one of my best friends. And uh, he, we would be in the back of the class in math, which it was uh, – what was it? It was algebra. And for the record, I can't remember my algebra teacher's name, but I owe him an apology because I was all but an evil devil in that class. We would talk constantly. <laughs> we literally tortured this old man because we were such little shits. And so although it was hilarious at the time, I really have some bad karma <laughs> coming to my next life because of how we just made he – was, he was the teacher that we did not respect. And so when we came in there, we just made his life such a living misery that you know he hated that hour of his life for like three years because I failed the class repeatedly and had to be taken away. (laughs) (laughs) But during, during this, you know, this period of, you know, academic, uh, (laughs) I don't even know what to call it. Uh, failure. Failures. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My friend next to me, uh, would pull out books to read and, one of the books he pulled out had a picture in it, and inside of it was, uh, like, this picture of these four people in, like, armor and, like, wearing robes and stuff like that. And they're standing under a tree, like a big old tree, and they look very exhausted. And, like, one of them's got this sword that they're leaning on. And from the tree is hanging this basically – A, ba- a baby dragon. Like a, yep, like a baby dragon. And you could tell, like, these guys have been through this battle – 
and they're really proud of themselves and there's like five of them and they're all different they're, the art was just so good I don't even remember what the artist's name is I could look it up I still have the book but it was the opening cover of the third edition player's handbook I want to say and it uh, just captured my eye I was just like blown away that something like that would even exist. It just told so much of a story and it held because I've read, I guess if I think about it now, I'm going to have to go back. My geekdom really began with books when I was like really young. I started reading at like uh, six, seven, eight, something like that and started getting into Treasure Island and the Three Musketeers and all those classics, which were amazing uh, works of art. But after that, I didn't really have much of an experience beyond my books, and it wasn't until high school when I was with my friend, and I saw that book on his desk with the, the picture on it, and I asked, you know, can I see that? And he was, he looked up at the teacher, and he was talking, and we we're like, all right, here you go, and he slipped it over, because you could tell, like, you know, don't get caught with this kind of thing. Right. And I opened it up, and it was a player's handbook for D&D, and it had all these rules in it, and all these, like, interesting right. charts, and it had these pictures, and it just, like... Like, it just was a mind-opening experience. I was like, oh, my goodness, you mean I could take those kind of, you know, fantasies that I have in my head of things that would be cool to do, and there's actually a way I can, like, make it happen? And that same day, I just looked over and said, what is this, and how do I get involved? And you could tell he was like, oh, great, some kid at school is trying to get into my life. <laughs> so <laughs> he was like, it's D&D. &D. Me and my friend play it like on the weekends. <laughs> I was just like, can, can I come sometime? And he was like, he kind of gave me the look over like, eh, can I trust this guy? Is he going to narc me out? You know, I was like, all right, we'll play Saturday. You can come on over. And I went home, and there's not many things that I feel like I just begged my dad without remorse, except maybe not to beat me when I was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but guys, 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 that's a joke. I know Ryan's dad. He's actually a very cool guy. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> that That is true. But with that in mind, it wasn't because he was a, uh, a bad father. It was because I was a demon child that deserved to on a regular basis. And so he was well within his right to beat me in <laughs> at any opportunity. But uh, I've since apologized for that, and we have become very good friends since then. Uh, but anyway, there weren't, <laughs> there weren't many things that I asked my dad for. Uh Mostly because he was kind of frugal and he was a single dad, so you know, he was like, "Hey, do you got food? Do you have shelter?" Just shut up. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but I came up to him and was like, "Dad, there's this thing called D and D, and there's these books, and you need like two at least, like some dice, I think, and then like there's this rule book I need, and maybe another one I don't know." And obviously, I'm sure my dad had heard about D and D, but for me, yeah, it's got it was... such a bad stigma, man. Right. Well, my dad actually was actually he's really cool like that. He definitely is very open minded and um, has no problem with those kind of weird uh, things. OK, um, so I was very lucky with that he's um, he's he was a hippie from the way back. Um, uh, so I'm sure he'd heard of it. It just, you know, he's an engineer, so he's not into like that kind of fantasy stuff. But it was so much what I wanted to be part of. And so um, it ends up turning me into this obsessed child because he was actually cool enough to go out and with his own money because I didn't really have any income of any sort uh, 
and he bought we went to the, I remember we went to the mall together and he basically let me loose at the Walden Books I think that was back in the uh, wow, way back Walden. when they were brick and mortar stores yep. some of these younger kids Walden even know books, what we're talking yeah. like, most kids don't know a company called Walden Books right they're like I thought yeah. I forgot about that that they went under the red and white guy right well, yeah, that was the Walden place. Books. That was the place to get your role playing books if you didn't yep. know where a, where yeah. a, wow. a comic Dude, store man, or something takes, was. That takes me back, man. Wow, because like either way, go ahead. Yeah. Well, because at the time, some of those books were actually kind of hard to find. Like they weren't impossible. Yeah. It wasn't like you had to like search, you know, in like some strange guy's band for it. But there weren't many mainstream. Um, there weren't many mainstream uh, outlets that you could go and get something as you know. Unorthodox as a Dungeons and Dragon module. Try, I'm talking about second edition, man. Trying to get like the Deities book or some crazy shit like that. You would have right. to. You'd have to go to someone's fucking van up underneath yeah. something, move the body, and then you can find your books. Or like, or like you know, it used to be back in the day before geekdom became mainstream. You would find all your hardcore geek stuff at a flea market and just like go through. Oh like, yeah. Those, Dusty cobwebby boxes, like hoping to not get bit by like a like like a brown recluse. I need to the books going. Where is it? Where's that issue of Thor? I need. Where is it? Or you go into yeah. that old comic store and they issue you the little dust mask over your face. If you're going, <laughs> right. if you're going past this line, you just go on and put that dust mask on, man. Good luck. There, there's a place called There's a place called River Records in Memphis, right down the street. I'm giving them a plug because I love the store. It's like a big house that all the walls have been knocked down. You can't even see the back wall because it's so dark. And he literally gives you one of those little white yard masks and says, if you go past this pedestal, just go on and put the thing on because the dust is thick. Wow. But You, you get lost, man. But, there is so much shit in there. But to get back to Ryan's story, Sorry. the reason why Walter Books was special back in the 80s because it was the only, it was one of the only places where you could actually walk into like a human being and feel like <laughs> and feel normal. Look at all your shit. <laughs> Did you ever yeah. wait by the, the the role playing books and see who went to go and buy them, and so you could be like, "Hey, you play D and D?" No, I actually got really lucky <laughs> uh, because I ended up uh, making up my character that you know that week. My dad bought me the uh, player's handbook, a uh, set of starter dice which were like red if I recall wow you surprised and the shit out of them you showed up to the first game you said yeah you told me about it I, I bought the books I made a character yep. I'm ready to play <laughs> yeah yeah I was I had looked wow. through the whole thing like this was the the new you know holy bible or Koran or whatever you want to call it it was my everything and I just flipped through there made up a character and I couldn't decide what I wanted to be I ended up trying to be everything and I so my first character was a half elf uh, fighter mage cleric because I just wanted to build <laughs> everything. No, I mean I can dig it. Multi classes can be badass if you make it, you know, far enough. <laughs> You're like the but that's yeah, that's I'm like a <laughs> I'm a mystic and I'm a holy person. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yep. Because like, because uh, guys, because like, me and Ryan have been friends for. 21 years now, I have never heard this story. 
so this is no, this actual... is a way back story. This yeah. is this is pre Ryan. Well, not really pre Ryan. Twenty one years. Oh man, probably more. I don't it know. has to be it's more than that because we've been playing Marvel for twenty years. Not because I met Ryan in nineteen ninety five, my first year of college. It is now yeah. okay twenty sixteen. It's been twenty one years. Okay. We, we started playing Marvel in nineteen ninety eight, so it was close. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, wow, that's yeah. that was cool too. Ryan comes home from work. What are y'all doing? Oh, oh hey, hey Ryan, one second before sure. before we start that. Hold on a sec. Listen, listen to this. Oh, he got it. Not bad, Actually, that's not that bad. No, I, 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 that, was, I, that was first take. Yeah, I, I like that, man. I dug it. Cool. Well, you know, it came for the heart. You guys are doing good work. I'm happy to support well, you. I'm like I said, I'm a, I'm a decent editor, man. I, I can pull stuff and pick <laughs> stuff. and I even I have my own business that I started in a podcasting yeah. editing business. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's super hot. I'm proud of you, man. Nobody's no, giving man. me the shot yet, but... I just want to get no out. Problem. I just want to get out of the warehouse, man. Jesus Lord, help me out. <laughs> I'm breaking my back. I'm killing myself. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out yet, Rod, every time then we get lost in the weeds. So were you actually done with your secret origin of geek up or did we just completely uh, walk off over your We sure did. No. <laughs> Go ahead. after twenty plus years you, you learned the format of talking with, with your boys. <laughs> But I appreciate it. This—that's mostly the uh, the uh, the comic <laughs> intro that every comic has, or at least it used to. Uh, our hero was last seen beating up on this thug. In case you didn't read every single one of the comics that came before, <laughs> his name is. <laughs> yeah, they're good about that nowadays. Actually, I yeah. remember Image did something good. I don't remember offhand, but they changed it so that it was actually more like they were just recapping the story rather than recapping this guy's life from start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now every comic has a recap page as the first page of the comic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. You can, so you can read that and go, all right, call up, and that is the comic, which I thought was a great. That's actually smart, too. Yeah. It's, because it's, it's helping kind of, me a lot. Because that's one of the things is like we want to get in on new things, but if we don't have that intro that kind of welcomes us in, but at the same we'll time see. doesn't insult our intelligence, then we'll see, like, it's going to keep us from being as involved. You know, I'm not sure because the love you had in your voice when you discovered D&D, that mm -hmm. was my love when I discovered comics. Like my first comic ever, like comic books and Star Trek got me into geekdom, and my first comic book ever I found in a closet at my grandma's place. Oh wow, side. that's that's almost like a like a Narnia wardrobe type of right. uh, no, story. Really, like, yeah, really. Uh, Mom and Dad had took me and you up there for a visit, and we got bored because they were doing adult stuff. And I wandered into a, a bedroom and opened a closet. And all of my dad's old comics were in there, like box 
boxes and boxes of comics. And I was like, what are these books? And like the first comic I ever read was the issue of the Mighty Thor, which is why I'm a big Thor fan. And Hell I was yeah. like, what the fuck is this? And like, <laughs> and you know, I read it. I don't know what's going on, but like there's Thor with his helmet, like do a lightning and find some monster. And I'm like, what is this? And that was it, man. I was like, so like, even though I came in in the middle of the story, I was so hooked. I just like devoured everything. And my dad loved Marvel, so he had more Marvel, but he also loved the Justice League, so he had a whole lot of that from DC. So I just devoured everything. Like, I learned pretty fast. Okay, so this comic that says DC and this one says Marvel, but they're not the same universe. So Superman will never meet Thor. Okay, cool. So yeah, and I can imagine that. that would be a hard lesson to learn if you don't realize the boundaries of the story worlds. So initially, you're just trying to figure out, like, put the pieces and understand right, right, who's related right. to who, who and right. But like that, but Thor was my entry into the Marvel U because then I saw Thor on the cover of this other coming book. I was like, Avengers. Is Thor? I said, the Avengers? Who are these characters? And they was like, oh, so Thor lives in the world with all these other heroes. Holy, I was gone, man. Like, like that was it. Because, like, back in the day with DC, they didn't cross over as much as Marvel did with their characters. So you could be forgiven into thinking that Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and The Flash all live in their own world until you read the Justice League and then you realize, oh, they're in the same world, but Marvel and Stan Lee were so smart because there would be an issue of Spider-Man where Thor would fly by in the background, and that's it. Like, Oh, really? So really just kind of subtle reference without taking it away. Easter eggs. Yeah. so, So it taught you, like, these characters live in the same world, in the same city, and every once in a while, you may see them in the background just doing their own adventure. But to know about their adventure, go get their book. <laughs> so it was brilliant, right? Right, but no, I was hooked. Coming up with books and Star Trek are what got me into Geekdom. But that's why I knew as soon as I uh, pretty much got to know y'all a little bit, or Pat especially, I was like, hey man. Have you do you, have you ever run a game before? He was like, yeah, but they've never lasted. I'm like, let me show you something. He was like, this has been here the whole time. What is this? I said, Marvel superheroes role playing, and it was made by TSR, the people who did the D and D game. Totally, yeah. totally different system, not even close to the same. But it was so we. I said, let me show you how to make a really mook ass character. So I'll show you power stunts, this and this, and I, I told him straight up that I was going to make the most powerful, ridiculous character I could think of. Granted, at this point, I've learned so much that I realized that that wasn't really that powerful. But anyway, um, right, right, it's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, I made a character up, and he just started winging it. You know, I made a a quick little backstory no, no, and stuff. No, well, because here's more of the backstory. Okay. Marshall worked. Marshall worked on me for weeks. Did I? I tried to run this okay. game because, like. You brought it up. I was like, my games don't last because, you know, blah, 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 blah. But he would not let up. Like, hey, man, here's this book. Hey, man, check this book out. Pat, these are his exact words. Pat, 
you're made to run this game. That's right. You know Marvel. <laughs> you're the chosen you know Mar- one. <laughs> right. You know Marvel better than anybody I know. This game was made for you, man. I, said, oh, I don't know, man, but blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I was still a bit nervous about trying to run a game. But Marshall would not let up. I was like, you know what? I'll flip through it. And then that night comes up where he's like, you know what, man? How about, how about, how about? You're bored. I'm bored. How about I show you how somebody would make up a character and then we'll go from there. And, you know, if it's a one shot, it's a one shot. It's cool, man. But let's just try it out. You know what, man? Yeah, I'm bored. You're bored. No, we don't have cable. <laughs> you know, we're here. We've already so seen far. all of the Voyager videotapes. <laughs> right. Let's go for it. And then that's when he's like, so here, here, see. Here's how you make somebody completely mook. <laughs> well, see, I mean, I thought we were doing a one shot. You know, I really thought that's what was happening. We, that's what we, and, that's what we agreed to. I mean, that's. To be fair, me too. So, but here is where Ryan comes into the story. Marshall makes up his character, Brett Cool, and I'm just about to really start running it. And Ryan comes home from work. He was that night. He looks. Sees the dice. Looks back and forth. What are y'all doing? (laughs) I know this game. I was like, well, um, Marsh talked me into doing a one shot. He's like, stop. Wait, wait. Are you running a game, Pat? Yeah, man. I am a superhero. Yeah. Let me get out of my work clothes. I'm I'm doing this game. And Marshall like ran to the back, changed clothes, came back. Where are the dice? (laughs) Let's do this. And I was like, all right, man, but it may be a one-shot. The one rule is you have to be a muted because I want to run like an X-Men type game. Cool. <laughs> Which is perfect because that's exactly what I wanted to play. Yeah, that's what I was doing too. I'm <laughs> a big <mutant laughs> fan. Yeah, me too. And then, like, but it was still just supposed to be a one-shot. But somehow we start role-playing, and I'm still nervous, but, you know, they're they, – they are good PCs because they know I'm nervous. It's a new system, so they give me the, it's cool, like, even if they don't agree with a ruling, they know that he's still learning, you know, but we're having fun, so, you know, they gave me rope. And come to find out, we really had fun, and I really did know the characters, and I got used to the the rule system. And after we were done, they were both like, so, will we play it again? <laughs> like, <laughs> Alright, well, Let's try, you know, tomorrow because you no, know, we're both, you no, know, we're all off of work and blah blah blah. But that's what started, and then, and I'll then we played the every, every day for like five years. Yep, <laughs> that's the but, way it's meant to be. But I consider the 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 founding members of that game are you and Marshall and Christy because uh, yep. because. We were playing one night, and Christy came by and saw was playing, and she was like, I want to play. Like, it's a superhero game. Pat knows coming books. And, like, then she started playing. And that's when things really started clicking for me because, like, that was, the, <laughs> that was the game where I still thought I was playing a superhero game. But the way I brought Christy into the game was Marshall and Ryan had to save her from one of the labs of Mr. <laughs> Sinister. So they oh, go down. Yes. 
So they go down to the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was Ryan that made you think, this isn't a superhero game anymore. Right, well, okay, so, but real quick, let me just interject. Bear in mind, I did not necessarily know anything about Mr. Sinister, except for the fact that he was one of the few people I could recognize because he was kind of blue with that uh, crew cut, black hair, and he had that black diamond in the center of his forehead. And I remember yeah, thinking, yeah. oh, that's kind of an interesting-looking villain. And then that was all I knew of him. And then you did your uh, session, and go ahead, continue. Oh, and then, like, he says, you know, I did the whole good of, like, Sinister, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, guys. This she does. Like, there's Christy's character. Like, she, she just woke up out of a tank. She needs time to wake up. You know, what do you do? Ryan, you know, they roll initiative. Ryan goes first. All right, Ryan, what do you do? <laughs> and Ryan. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got to interject again. So, okay, I'm playing Leroy Brown. <laughs> he is, he's an ex uh, secret, uh, not secret service, uh, black Yo, ops. You were, of... Yeah, you were a special op for the uh, Marine Corps. Yep. So I'm trying to kill and look at situations as using violence when necessary to diffuse the situation. But I'm also not necessarily just a mad dog killer. I'm just a very tactical, deadly individual. Well, now, continue. Up, up to that point, though, everything that you were talking about was superhero, superhero, right, do the right, good. So, was, so that right. it was complete and total shock to Pat because he didn't know <laughs> even at a character that it was really like that. <laughs> right, so this cat goes, Alright, I pull my gun, I shoot him <laughs> in the diamond, in the wait, head, wait. double tap. <laughs> I remember specifically saying, Wait, hold on, this guy got a black diamond right in the center of his forehead, <laughs> and you're like, Yeah, uh, I'm aiming for that. I want to spend all my action. I don't know what it's called, Karma. but I want to kill him with yeah. one shot. What do I have to do? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Because I was like, Well, Ryan, you know. According to the rules, you lose all your karma if you purposely take a life. And he said, yeah, I'm going to spend it all to shoot him anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that was one of the really first moments where I had to learn as a GM, you have to be ready for your PCs to throw you a curveball. Because if you can't improv well no man shit like some, that. some heroes are just unstable you push the motherfuckers too far and they do extreme things dude there's this some... is the third game <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> y'all I had to switch y'all at all okay but, okay game. okay this, I was going I was I was me. really trying for you Ryan my bad man okay <laughs> okay this is Leroy Brown diffusing a situation before it escalates okay third game okay <laughs> but that's what I do. Like, oh, okay, this is part of my training. I have to be able to roll with the punches and like <laughs> keep the story moving. But yeah, man, y'all, you and Christy and Marshall and all my other PC friends, like everybody, have made me a better GM because y'all have done some off the wall bullshit, man. And I'm like, wow, wow. I mean, my first game, Marshall taught me because the first game. The first game before Ryan joined in, I had the Absorbent Man and Titana, two heavyweights, super oh, that's right. in the Marvel Universe. Yep. The, the Absorbent Man has fought Thor to a standstill. Titana has done the same to She Hulk. These are major villains that I thought would at least scare Marshall's character into doing what the key pill wanted. Marshall beat Bill in like two rounds. And I'm like, 
what guys do. It's because they it's because they underestimated me and they didn't know that I was a mutant. So I like. I, I went I straight up went for the jugular right off the bat. They had no idea what was coming. I mean, and also Pat had no idea because that was Pat's first game trying to learn a new system. Current Pat, if I could replay that game, that would not have gone that way. I would have known have I would have known how to use a Superman's powers. <laughs> to right. Make that well, hey man, it, it's never too late. With the new system, they're even more powerful. No. Everybody is just on the same field now, playing field. I would say it's not more powerful. It's just well, like everybody has a shot now to be able to take down anybody. Yeah, it's kind of scary. It makes the game brand new. All the people that I didn't scare, like when the Marauders showed up, I'm like, oh Jesus, here we go. Let's take these guys out. Come on, guys. And then it got to the point where we could take them out by ourselves and shit. The Marauders now, that's a terrifying situation. Just the thought of that, I, that's going to be bad. Hey, Rye, here's something I want to know that me and Morris discussed last podcast about role-playing. What, what character was your... What was your first jump-in character in a game? Oh, wow. And, and, like, do you actually remember, like, did it, like, affect you? Or was it just like, oh, well, new, like, a type for oh, a new man. character? I'm gonna have to think about that for a moment. Can you can we come back to it? Just give me like oh, yeah. two or oh, three yeah. minutes, Vamp, because um, I know I've had one, but oh, I need to think now. I can't. Yeah. I can't remember I... my first death. I think it was because uh, uh, our friend Jesse. It was the fifth grade, and I started playing D and D first, and then I got him into comics because a friend of mine. My first comic was the death of Captain Marvel graphic novel thing nice yeah uh, do you remember your first death in character march <laughs> oh um my okay jesse got me into D, which i got him into Mar comics and he got me got he got into marvel role-playing game the first game i played was D. &D. I think a rust monster ate my character at first level. First level, because wow. he like he didn't eat me. He was eating my sword. He he killed me. Whatever happened, and he ate my armor off and all that shit. But I I had never role played or anything. So I, the first death that really even kind of affected me slightly. D and D was like a throwaway game. I loved it. I still like playing it. But to me, it was just that month of role playing before I discovered Marvel superheroes. Marvel was really my first system. True really. love. Right. And it was, uh, I forgot the dude's name. It was like Shadow Knight or he was a ninja. He was fucking badass. He had these super swords and they were like, he could channel his something chi or I called it what something. It was like energy generation. And it was all cool and he had super agility and he could. So the first game I'm on the rooftops like a hero all stealthed out and blended in with this like a, like a predator jumping from rooftop to rooftop and I hear uh, a lady being mugged basically or something so I run over there and there's two dudes one's got a gun one's got a knife one has the purse you know and they're talking to her I forgot what they're saying so I did a flip <laughs> landed pulled my knife my swords out and then it's when I find out that you need body armor in this game because <laughs> they do just shot me dead and then <laughs> and then they took my swords and was like hey <laughs> Check this shit out. Okay. I was like, 
All right. Okay, motherfucker. I got you. I made another character. He was a ninja. He was super bad. He was super quick. He had super, super speed. Okay. Bullets would not even come close to me. Okay. Uh, he put me through a module that the government building was uh, being taken over by... I forgot who the main boss on the top floor, but like Scorpion was on the third floor and the beetle was in there. But the first two floor was just... Uh, like uh, humans with guns and shit. And so the first floor I got through, I dodged bullets because dudes were shooting me with handguns. Knocked them all out. Cool, great. Got in the elevator. Bing! And when the doors opened, there was four or five guys with automatic weapons, and you can't dodge in a box. So... <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of that character. <laughs> I think you dm wanted you to suffer <laughs> oh yeah here i would have put you in a box no it was my choice it was my choice i had a choice between the steps and the, the i mean i was a newbie role player i didn't he, he, hold on he taught, hold on, he taught, hold on. He taught me. i just want to make sure i'm visualizing this properly you're an amazing badass ninja can move super fast you got to make your way up a building and then you stop and go click hit the button wait for the elevator to show up the elevator doors open up walk right in like you're freaking <laughs> a deadpool or something look at your watch wait for the elevator to go up doors open up now time to be a hero <laughs> well when you when you put it that way <laughs> I could, either I, so my third character no nothing ever heard of it Eva, I never put it that way, but the way, but the way it sounds, it's like it's the Flash trying to wait for a taxi <laughs> before he goes. He, meanwhile, he's the fastest man alive. He take the stairs. Dude, I, I was so pleased with myself for dodging bullets and taking this whole floor out that I, I, I... oh man, that's. that is classic. Yeah, that's fucking classic. And then my third, my third character was a ninja. With the swords. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here. But the motherfucker, he had... Oh, I was in the fifth grade. I mean, I don't know how old I was. Uh, uh, but he had body armor, and it was up as high as it could go, and nothing and nothing and nothing could hurt me then. So then he, then Jesse got pissed off, and he had to learn different ways of taking people out with body armor. You know, there's sound, there's mental stuff, there's emotional stuff, there's... So you know. No, no, actually, no, actually, Jesse had to learn the same thing I had to learn. Yeah. Like there are other ways to put your heroes through the ringer to make the victory more worthwhile than just being knocked through a building. Like there is like emotions or side powers or magic or whole lot of stuff that like it doesn't have to be just like a fist punch, but you only learn that after your PCs are tired of being hit through buildings. And they go, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not getting hit through a building no more. Because I did the same thing in Ryan's game where he ran a game where I was a superhero under the hero system in Champions. And it got to a point where, you know, I'm tired of being almost eaten by a fucking dinosaur. I am getting armored up force fields and armor and more armor and <laughs> then even after all that and you were at the pinnacle of your, your super armor then you still had to he lets you get put in check one more time with my character alright cause Marshall's character punched me one time and it almost took me out and I'm like fuck <laughs> I was, anyway that was the fun 
I, I, I enjoyed that Champions game. That was really fun. <laughs> I enjoyed the Champions game when your character lost your mind. And, and, <laughs> Brian, remember when Marshall's character in your game squeezed the alien so hard and burst and all the acid got all over his body? Oh, and he yes. burned the line to go out the plane. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. That wasn't even the first time. I'm pretty sure there was another time because he had. Is this the game I'm running? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Marshall's character had density, yeah. and he could Not make himself ad. ridiculously uh, hard to kill because he would just pump his density up so much that he was a walking mountain. And it was pretty impressive. It was a good little ability. Um, but. I don't think he was taking into account the physics that I was expecting him to take into account because we were over, a, we were flying on a plane and we were like yes! carrying back, we were carrying back either maybe it was either, oh, that's what it is. I think it was like we were rescuing somebody or we were bringing back um, an alien specimen. It doesn't matter. It's Marshall and like a wounded NPC and and I think well, we I, was, I was getting frustrated because I just got my yep. ass beat on my right, island. because <laughs> And it was you're used to, to making badasses. Well, right, well, but I was trying to. We were like in a plane, so I was trying to make the plane go lose altitude. I was trying to make it so heavy that we were gonna, you know, crash, and I was gonna threaten everybody. But well, you I did just that. and I said, well, <laughs> what I did was I was like, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna density myself out, and I was like, okay, he's like, oh, uh, all of it, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sink the plane. He was like, okay, well, you just fall through the bottom of the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Okay, well, yeah, now that it's crashing, it's still flying. You know, maybe a good pilot can save him. But, you know, you're in fall, free fall now. It's like, oh, that didn't work out. Okay. Pat, you're... Well, maybe this maybe this will kill me then. Thank God. unconscious. <laughs> and weren't you wounded in the no. plane? No, uh, no. Um, no, 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 no. There was somebody in there that was critically we had, wounded. We had an NPC called Electra who had got it oh first my God. on the mission going to oh my God. character. Oh, hold my, on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, Wait man. a sec. I know enough. Hold on. I can't remember the story of my first death, but I can tell you the story of the first time I killed a, a, um, a main character in a <laughs> I can't story. Remember, but I can you tell you when I killed a man. Okay. So yeah, here's... Yeah. Here's my story. So, we have, um, I'm running a game, it's Champions, and we're putting together the superhero team, and so I have a idea where it's basically a headquarters in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle, so that they can do whatever they want without worrying about getting seen by any national governments or anything, because, you know, it's a Bermuda Triangle. So, uh, my my NPC boss man was Hank, who always hey, that's a right. Who always right, go ahead. Yeah. It sat in his swivel chair and judged everybody with his mocking sarcasm. And he was like, he was like your ultimate distillation of Nick Fury. Yes, but without any of the without any of the good traits. Right, right, just all the negative asshole traits. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And so he had compiled a group of superheroes uh, because apparently in my world there were superheroes, but there was only about five or six that were worth right, right, yeah. <laughs> and so Pat's character, Marshall's character, uh, probably Christy had a character, I'm pretty sure, because she had like the Psy alien or something uh, that ended up betraying you guys when she 
<laughs> ended up moving. Motherfucker, that's right. <laughs> she must have said that. Yup. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway. So sad. Hank had put together a team, but because everybody was players, I wasn't sure how to run, like, having somebody be a leader or anything. So I decided I would make up an NPC to be the leader of the team, and then the PCs would basically just kind of, you know, go along on the missions, and I would just kind of direct the flow that way. So I made up Electra, who is this black, strong black woman. And now here's the thing. My own characters that I play myself, I'm probably going to be stereotypical if it's fun and amusing. But if I make up anybody that's going to be an actual character, uh, that is going to have any value in the story, I give them a lot of depth because I don't want to play dumb characters if they're meant to be smart. Now, so Electra now, was very now, capable. Now, right quick, right quick. My character was used to be his own team leader because I had a team before this, but that's sorry. So because you were basically now. like, yeah. The, uh, I was the Iron uh, Man. Iron world. Man, yeah. You, right. you were the poor Iron Man. <laughs> Not before. I became poor after the time jump anyway. Oh, that, but, that's right. That's another thing. I was used to being my own team leader, but so I'm trying to get used to this not being the leader role. But Ryan really played Elektra well, and I actually got grew to like and respect this character. Like, all right. I can follow Electra. Like the other PCs, like the two, she was actually <laughs> one of our favorite characters. Right, well, no, because Ryan, she was basically, for all intents and purposes, my character that I would have played probably had I actually been part of it. But since I had to run the game, I didn't want to, you know, have a player, a character that was going to take away from the hero, you know, the PCs being heroes. But I wanted her to be able to contribute. So she made tactical decisions. She cared about her team. She would sacrifice. She was all the qualities that I thought would be good. But good leader, right? And like, and she had. Was her she was basically she could turn. She could turn. Yeah, she could turn completely into electricity, which gave her like super speed. She could shoot. She would like become a bolt uh, for a short amount of time, and so, stuff like that. I like her. She was. She was the NPC where if we got it over our heads, we knew she could pull us out, is what I'm saying. Right. And, and we all like, in character, we all like the lecture, all right, go ahead. That's that's the setup. So when he tells you the horrible thing, you yep. understand why so, it hurts. Because right. I like this character. I enjoyed it. We had the team. It was, it was one of those games where everything came together, and we all, you know, we were having fun, and we were being efficient, and it was realistic. It was just all, all in all good. But... Uh, Marshall had his own personal island because the two things Marshall likes to play is somebody who you cannot kill and somebody who's super rich. Well, no, what I <laughs> no, what I wanted to do was um, I wanted to be super strong. And you said, okay, well, this is as high oh, as you can get with your points. This is the uh, 100 is as high as you can get. But there is right. a way for you to get more. I was like, how is that? Density increase. Yeah. It'll make you hard to kill. And it'll also make you stronger. I'm like, shit, I'm going to put all the rest of my points into that. He's like, you know, you might want to put some into speed. You're super fucking slow. I'll say that, I said I'll buy that as the game goes on. You know, yeah. I'm going to max min-max. I'm going to fucking be the most badass on this area. Sure, mental shit can hit me. A fucking little girl with a side blade could fucking sneak up and stab me in my ass cheek and kill me. I mean, you know, whatever. But this is what I want to do, you know, and I wanted to be really wealthy. I had my little brother. I retreated to my island. He... I brought him hose and alcohol. And, and... Wait, I'm remembering more. Wasn't he 
because Pat, you're gonna help me with it. Didn't we decide he was one of the original heroes that actually was the equivalent of Superman in my world? So he actually was famous. Um, I don't remember. No, no, no. Is that no, another NPC? I think that was somebody else. That's, that's another one. His brother was his because his friend Daniel was playing in that game, and him and Daniel were brothers, and they owned that island, and they were okay. like. Running, running guns, and then that's why the UN had sent us in. We weren't no, them. we weren't running guns. We had to buy a bunch of guns because there was something on our island taking our oh, people. Oh, that's right. Okay, right, right. Okay, I can pick right, up. And, thing. There's so much. <laughs> and the thing on that island. Is, I, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll progress the story finally. So anyway, I had this perfect team. We're all you know together, and Electra's the leader of it. I have two pl uh, players um, because Marshall has come to you know his contacts and said, "Hey, I got something really weird going on my island, and even I can't handle it. People are dying. It's really freaky. So come on in." So we brought in the superhero team. Well, they start going around the island, and they start going into the catacombs, and they're looking around, and, like, weird things are happening. Like, comms are going out. Uh, they're losing contact with their ship isn't, and all kinds of Isn't that like after that. they took me out, though? Oh, yeah. Well, Because yeah, they, were, okay. they were sent there to take me out. That's <laughs> We were, because, Ryan, I think you forgot, we were being used because, A, they wanted us to take out Marshall and Daniel, and we would be used in regards to they wanted to see what would happen with a superhuman test subject when yep. what happens happens. Yep. So we didn't know about the horror <laughs> under the island. That's true. So, so I can't remember the exact details on how Marshall uh, got taken out, but I uh, remember, we remember that we we talked about that on the last podcast. Oh, well, please. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, I was. My they cut my power. They were like an efficient team. They knew exactly where to go, how to take, and you know. So I ran outside because I don't know where the fuck Daniel was. I guess y'all took him out, or he was not there that day, or I don't know. I don't I know where the fuck he was. Playing he... a character that would just kind of go and explore on his own because he could actually project. So he was like, yeah. oh, "You can't touch yep. me." Okay, okay. Yep. So I went outside. Pat landed in his super armor. There's the team surrounding me. He's like, whatever your name is, you are in violation, blah, 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 stop, halt, mutant kind of deal. And I was just like, uh, fuck you. And I hit him, and he fucking flew past the thing, and he kind of was like, what the, Ryan, what? He was like, well, yeah, the numbers, he's density, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he, he can hit that fucking hard. That almost killed me. I've been fucking playing for two or three years. I mean, he wasn't oh, bitching right. like that, that's but he was, right. no, no, it was, no, no, it was no. amazing to him. Because you have to understand, to be fair, how Marshall put all of his points into being super short in density, Ryan had kicked my ass enough as his character that I devoted time and effort to beefing up my defenses. And this was the first time after I had done that where I met somebody that could actually get through what I had put time into. I was like, Man, fuck talking. <laughs> Take this motherfucker out. And because I was so slow, that was my only action before I... I mean, I was dropped really quick. It was oh, efficient. I, for, I forgot I had done the classic pit the heroes against each other but, in their initial yeah, meeting. But <laughs> by then, I had already tried to kill myself once. I had jumped, I had got to the highest peak, oh, peak of that right. mountain and jumped that's off the, the mountain. In the world. I wanted to go to it. And then, and then I fell through the ground, and that's how I found the fucking aliens in the first place because I <laughs> fell into their fucking lair and shit. And I'm like, okay. what? The? And I'm not even hurt. I'm like, what the? Because fuck? here's 
here is the thing, y'all. Ryan decided when he started this game, he wanted to run a quote-unquote more realistic superhero game, so your superpowers had consequences. So Marshall, so Ryan told Marshall, all right, man, yeah, do it. Be density. Be super strong. But you're so, you're so invulnerable, you can't feel human touch. Like, the touch of a woman, you can't feel that. Like, the, like the cool breeze on your skin, you can't yeah, feel it. it was, like you, your skin was you're completely... rock adamantium strong that it yeah. was not even so able to It was too much for my character to handle. I tried to kill myself. <laughs> that's right. So you started to get depressed because that would make sense if you're if you can't have human touch after a certain amount of time. You know, it's gonna affect the psyche. Right. Oh man, I got all of this. It was it was a really cool game. I dug it. Okay. All right. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. All right. So we basically yeah, yeah. So the so the hero superhero team comes in and they manage to capture the rogue uh you know super people and so we've got Marshall on the plane or whatever and he's I guess he's out of commission uh, and then but the team has to you know retrieve what it is that's happening down here and so they continue on and now I know the if if we're doing this chronologically the podcasters have already heard that you mentioned alien but I don't think they understand what that word meant I literally <laughs> wanted to bring in the Xeno aliens from the movie Alien. And I had decided that they had crash landed somewhere on your island and that they were populating the uh the region with their the, little The people that Xeno they've been fakes. stealing from me, yeah. Up. And so we get into a big fight because they basically are hunting you guys uh, because right. I played now, them like killers. Now, Ryan Ryan actually played this right because he says, Alright, you're deep in the catacombs, and then your comms cut out. Really? Alright, so it's completely dark, light vision, lights. So, like, it's, like, oppressive and, and spooky. And then Ryan's like, you hear on the walls, on the ceilings, <laughs> like, what the fuck is coming? And then, yeah. <laughs> and then you get in the big fight, and I think you guys end up getting into, like, some big chamber where the Mother Queen yep. was. And yep. uh, it's you and Electra and possibly Christy might have been there. Or, you know, but the, basically it's the big showdown fight. And you guys realize that you're fighting a huge alien, and so you guys are, you know, doing the best that you can. Well, somewhere along the way, you guys had all split up. We did. And, we, and we so made, that's what happens. Made... We made the classic fucking mistake of yeah. sitting up in a dark, spooky catacomb. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's dark and spooky or not. In a team yeah. situation, <laughs> you yeah, never right. split up. That's true. But but that's why the backstory was important. We were an efficient super team. Every threat that we had come across up until that point, we had handled. So, you know, we're still pumped for, for taking you down. We got this. Yep. You were you were we you were Schwarzenegger's go. team in Predator. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Wow. So you guys had ended up splitting up, and um, and I'm sure, uh, Pat's you ended up having some battle with something, but at some point you got like a distress call from Electra, and that yes. she was she was in she needed help, and so you started running through these catacombs and trying to get to her and everything, and by the time everyone got there, that's when right, you had right, a big because... fight. Right, because there came a point where I'm like, you know, Ryan, fuck this. I'm going to use my super strength and just start flying through the walls. I'm not going to be trying oh to... Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's right. And yeah. so you make a beeline to Electra's position, and she's like slumped on the ground, uh, but you can't really <laughs> see anything in all the darkness. <clears throat> and so you fight this big alien, and it's a big epic battle, and you guys end up um, having to run away, if I'm not mistaken. No, we I do. Think... We do. No, like, we were being overwhelmed because you threw so many at us. And yep. even if I could live with my armor, that's my right. Team, Nobody else could. Live. They didn't have right. your defense. So yep. you ended up. Picking up Electra and you guys hauled butt back to the ship. That's what ended up happening. So you get onto like the my version of the oh! twin jet. Marshall was pulled. unconscious on the ship, and so you guys beat Neck out of there in order to save yourselves from the alien infestation. And are like, okay, we get we we grabbed our guys. We're gonna cut our losses. We're gonna heal. We're gonna come back. We're gonna deal with this. We're gonna make attack. This this was not what we expected. But uh, strangely enough, Electra has this weird thing on her face and it looks like an organic like mass that's like now, completely covering her head now about this time with ryan described it me being a geek and this being one of my favorite movies i'm like is it a fucking face hugger He's yes like, yeah I said, are you shooting me <laughs> and so and so he my, Brian even went so far as to even do what happened on Aliens, where we're on the plane, but Alien has snuck on the plane while we were in the Oh, that's right. That's... I was unconscious. So, yeah. So, I think Marshall wakes up right about the time when the Alien must be trying to sneak in and kill yeah. it and so you marshall wakes up and is like oh there's an alien on the ship with us and we're all gonna die i will handle this so you grab the alien around the throat and then did maximum density and crushed no, it no, in no, no, I, no, I did normal no. strength because I, I didn't want to oh. mess with the plane oh, uh, also also he bear hugged it that's why he got so burned he bear hugged it and said i'm not gonna I, I'm not going to stop squeeze the claw popping. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's when the ass Well, yeah, because, I mean, realize, out of character, like, and, like, we all knew these were these aliens. Right. But I can't use that yeah. as my yeah. character didn't know that shit. So, I mean. I crushed this thing. And I was, I was all about trying to play this character and not play me. I was all into this character, you know. So it was like, all right. That's it. You fucking. This is what was on my island. Okay, motherfucker. You've been fucking with me for months. Your ass is toast. Well, do you know one of my favorite parts of that? Because this is how. I don't know if Brian likes to twist the knife or if he thought. Oh like, yeah. This was like. This is like <laughs> a good. This is like a good character arc. But when you burst the alien and the acid got on you, I remember Ryan going, and the burning of the acid. It's the first time you have ever felt something that you <laughs> became right. a superhuman. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So his first feeling is intense pain as his flesh burns away. Yep. It's like, normally, normally, normally that kills anything and it would have destroyed you. But because you're so badass, it's just scarred you horribly. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Is there was such a thing as magical healing? Right. So... So no. I remember, yeah, go ahead. Ben. Well, I didn't even think right. anything about magical healing. I was just like, oh, well, my life is the little bit of life that I had is pretty much <laughs> gone. Thanks. And guys, you have to understand how 
protect that Marshall was because after he did that, he went full density. He fell through the plane. He fell down into like mountains and hit hard. <laughs> so he's taken massive amounts of damage. And, and it actually and, knocked him out. For the first time. <laughs> because, but, he's still, yep. but he's still alive. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> And so the plane is decompressurized it, 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 now. It only it only I, knocked me out because I took all that acid damage. Yeah. Right. I would right. it wouldn't have even knocked me out otherwise. Because I actually added it up after we were done playing. If my character with my badass force field and armor had taken the amount of punishment you took, I would have died. I would have died. And you were like, Well, I'm unconscious. <laughs> so we're in the Himalayas. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, at that point, I didn't oh, give a man. shit if I lived or died. I was like, well... No, you you were not happy, which is understandable. That was a <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, so, to bring... To try to try to wrap it up towards the destination of Hartale. Uh, <laughs> so, the plane crashes. The aliens uh, that was... Uh, <sighs> that was the inside... That was, on, uh, that was on the plane was killed by Marshall. Right. I think the I think the face hugger died in the crash, so we thought she was okay, right? Right. So I believe you ended up like saving her and everybody like survived, but um I can't remember if the pilot died because of what, but the point well, is Yeah. No, he did because you wanted to make the point where normal human beings around super right. don't tend to last long. <laughs> right, right, right. Like this is a gritty game. So I think he was just a normal like, you know, mission yeah. pilot. And he yeah. just went down, and so. But you managed to bring Electra and the hero back to the um, base and, and then, recover everybody. And then, and then Hank, asshole Hank, was like, "So you come back? My team leaders are in a coma, and the criminal I sent you after has escaped." I'm like, "What the fuck, man? We killed him for five hell!" <laughs> I was fucking Hank, man. <laughs> Nothing was ever good enough. <laughs> Go ahead. That's fucked up. All right. So, yeah, I had to. <laughs> sorry. I had to do something real quick. Um, so, right. So, what ends up happening at that point is there's a you know debriefing. You guys talk about what uh, what the plans are and how you're going to handle it. And you take Electra to the medical um, facility, but she seems to be okay and she finally recovers. Right. And so, you guys start planning your next. Uh, 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 your next mission, your next op, but Hank's leery because he's not sure if Electra is feeling up to it, and she's of course like, "Oh no, it's fine, I got it. Let's just go." And now, I... now guys realize I love aliens. I know what's coming, but we're all good role players, so we're going along with it. <laughs> I mean, so cool. if I remember, you guys are in the middle of the briefing room discussing the, you know, the, the sit rap from the previous mission and when suddenly Electra just starts doubling over and we all know what's coming. There's no suspense at this point. And the alien busts out of her, completely killing her because although she had superhuman, you know, electrical ability at that particular moment, she was just a normal person. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, nothing but, survives having a living being burst out of your chest. Now, that's pretty much standard sci-fi law. But what ended up being so terrible about that, besides the fact that I had to kill a player for this, I mean, an NPC, you know, for the sake of the story, that I really enjoyed playing and, like, really was the linchpin that kept us all together, this alien came out, and I operated under the rules that the typical alien universe is set, 
that aliens take on the DNA characteristics nope. of their host. So she, this new alien that got bursted out, became an electric uh, alien that could <laughs> yeah. turn into electrical form. That's fucking scary. Um, and right, yes. and, <laughs> and she ends up um, going into the electrical system in an effort to escape your immediate assault on it. And then she brings the whole system down and ends up yep. hiding in the tower of the headquarters for like yep. a year or more, trying to basically, you know, bide her time and build up her little electro egg nest. And that ends up being a story for another day. Yes. <laughs> when the whole sentry tower ends up getting shut down mysteriously. <laughs> and you assume that's something to do with maintenance or whatever. <laughs> it was so. Uh... To be fair, that is still one of my favorite games I've ever played in. But Ryan made me earn every victory I had in that game. And to be fair, I would keep talking longer, but we have been podcasting for now an, an hour, hour and a half. And a half. So we actually well, need to start. I think, yeah, I think that seems like a good bit of stories that we've managed to uh, I was, provide. I was going to. I was gonna uh, wait until closer to two hours before I stopped y'all, but that's cool. No, and plus, like, yeah, folks are starting to wake up and whatnot in the Butler household. So, since I am hashtag diva, yes, I'm about <laughs> to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, every time you prove it more and more, man. But Rob, man, I'm glad you were free on this Sunday to call in, like. You have an open invitation because this is this has been really fun. Maybe next time we can talk about other stuff besides just role playing. <laughs> well, yeah. well, you know, for the first one, it's good to get the chit chat out of the way, and so in the future we can go ahead and uh, make it a point to actually do some real work. Because, like you know, maybe on the next time you call in, whatever, we can tell people the secret origin of our friendship, where the first time we met. I didn't like you, and you thought I was weird and quiet, and somehow that turned into a 21-year best friendship. <laughs> so, that could be fun. Tune in next time. <laughs> Alright, Marsh, take us out. You can find us at AlwaysBetOnGeek, the Gmails, the Instagrams. Uh, I've gotten myself extraordinarily high, and I've lost where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, this has been your friendly neighborhood co-host, Pat. I guess I will also add, make, make sure you check out all the other podcasts on on new, the new Pod War Order at newpodwarorder.com. That's right. Find us on iTunes. Search for Always Been Old Geek. Find us on Stitcher. Search for Always Been Old Geek. Hey, give us good reviews, man. We need some, well, we don't need, yeah. we'd love to have some reviews. That would be really awesome. And, and don't give us bad reviews. If you want to give us bad reviews, just don't. That'd be just, nice. Yeah, just, just don't. I'll pay you to give us uh, no, good no, reviews. Like, no, I won't. I really won't thing, do that. No. Here's the thing. In order to leave any review on iTunes, you would have to make an iTunes account, go through all the hoops of signing up, search for us, and then type it out. If you're that angry at us, and you go through all those hoops, Save yourself some time. Hit me up on Twitter. Do it. Or just hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Just hit me up on Twitter. I'm, I'm always on Twitter. I'll, I'll get it way faster. I, I don't check my reviews really. So I, I just every once in a while, once a 
every other month I look and say, oh, nobody said anything. We have a couple of good reviews, though. I'll, I'll shut up. I'll probably edit a lot of that because that's retarded. <laughs> I guess that's it on mine. If you want to add anything before we wrap it up. Do you have uh, just do you have Twitters or anything that people can find you? And... Oh, yeah. No, I don't actually socialize with the world. <laughs> <laughs> you have to find me in an ancient cave on a lost mountain behind a bamboo forest and shrouded in mist for me in Texas. to even know you exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why it's hard to find. <laughs> All right, well. All right. But I do do. I did want to say sorry. I did no, want to say thank, you. thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. I love hanging out with you. I got mad love for all of you guys. You guys are long time uh, boat drink buddies of mine, going back uh, forever. And I'm really happy you guys are doing this. And I'll be happy to join anytime. Um, just let me know if you have a dead weekend and you need somebody. I'll come in and uh, try not to embarrass you. This is the time that we always do it now. Yeah, we do it every. Sunday morning because that's where we all have the house free. So yeah, like so if you get a random text on Saturday going, hope you're ready, wake up. No, you know, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm talking to the wrong person. I would yeah, 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 your yeah. girlfriend and have her and get you ready <laughs> for the podcast coming up on Sunday. Which which is which is the way to do it, but quick request, maybe text within 30 minutes to an hour before we actually are going to get on. Just, you know, just instead of the usual. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I got to roll. Much love. It was fun. And if we don't have anything else to add, I guess. Do you not, do you not have any plugs, Pat? What about J- Jared, Ax- every, Jared Ryan, Axelrod Ryan, and every, every th- time, Three Black Geeks and I try to grab a the History of War? And... <laughs> so, sure. You know what? I'll play alone. My friend Jared Axelrod <laughs> has a podcast called The Voice of Free Planet X. Subscribe to it. It's also my favorite current podcast. It's Hardcore History by Dan Carlin. It's Hardcore it's about history, you should follow it. One of, uh, I was going to name another one, but Three Black anyway, Geeks. I lost it. <laughs> you fucker. Also, make sure to check out <laughs> that wasn't the one. I'm sorry, my bad. Shit. Three Black Geeks, also a podcast I really like. See, I also and... hear you when we talk about it, but I also hear it several times when I edit too. So the shit's ingrained in me, man. You got to give your boys some shout outs. Well, there you go, man. Every time, Ryan. Every fucking time. So, keeping you honest. <laughs> and I guess at the end, Marshall and Ryan turn on Pat. It it ends as it began, and I guess, <laughs> I guess it comes full circle. I guess that's been it. So, on that note, we out. Always bet on geek.